Has your fuse box gone haywire? Is your water pressure too weak? Or maybe your boiler needs an upgrade? They don't last forever, you know. Well, the good news is that there's a local hero in Dublin for that. So if you're locked out on a Thursday and need a locksmith, take the hassle out of it with localheroes.ie. Our online service connects you with trusted tradespeople in your area and all work comes with a 12-month guarantee backed by Borgosh Energy. Try it out while listening to your podcast. You could get a quote in minutes at localheroes.ie. TNCs apply. Visit localheroes.ie for full details. Now, let's turn our attention to something a little bit more positive, and that is the easing of restrictions that's happening uh, from tomorrow, which is great news. Uh, if you haven't heard, you can travel wherever you want uh, around the country. Three households can meet outdoors and in gardens, and outdoor sports in pods of 15 will also be allowed. But hairdressers, thanks be to God, and barbers are reopening. Non-essential retail is going to be operating click and collect, and galleries, museums, libraries, and cultural attractions will all be open. So let's talk to some of the people who are going to get their businesses back up and running uh, tomorrow. First on the line, I am joined by Dylan Bradshaw, who's the owner and creative director of Dylan Bradshaw Salons. Dylan, good morning to you. Morning, how are you? Uh, Dylan, I suppose, tell us, what. how are you feeling ahead of tomorrow? Firstly, how are you and all your staff feeling? Uh, we're very excited. I mean, it's been it's been great. There's a little bit of anxiousness as well, I suppose, just purely because it's been, it's, it's been five months mm. since we've actually been in the salon. So we all met on Friday, went through our training on Friday, and it's kind of brought everybody back together, which was great. So it kind of, um, we're really, really looking forward to it, but it's going to be a pretty hectic uh, four or five weeks ahead. When we got the news uh, of the date that hairdressers um, and barbers were opening, tell us uh, what kind of scramble you had to deal with. I know everyone wanted a hair appointment. What was it like? Well, first of all, I mean, the government kind of leaked it, if you remember that mm. night when they uh, they were having meets and they wanted to open up the Tuesday after the bank holiday. So basically our industry went into meltdown because realistically nobody was ordering stock on. So we got a confirmed date. And, you know, that's a hell of a lot of a cost to, to put the, your, your stock orders in until you were confirmed. So I don't think we would have opened on time and properly. So it was great. We were delighted when it was pushed to the following week gave us a little bit of time just to get you know five months of your business closed it does take a little bit of time to get it ready and ready to go but we were we were delighted in in fairness it's great that we we know that we're back in business but having said that we also the next day once the announcement we had uh 850 emails straight away and that's besides the 2000 that are in a queuing system for appointments so my my team there's four of the guys in front of house and they've been working tirelessly uh, since the announcements working right through the weekends and everything trying to get through all those calls and appointments so it just we've just been sending out um on social media to our clients just like be patient we will get there but mm. there's five months of appointments yeah. you're trying to condense in it's a lot of pent-up demand um will it be the same as it was when we last got our hair done in in the summertime uh, when there was that reopening in terms of protocols what can we expect we'll be wearing our masks you know absolutely we'll be yeah, minding ourselves. Same. yeah absolutely we can't it's very important we don't take our foot off the gas now you know especially so close to the finish line so and that's what Really, that was kind of the, the meeting I had with the team on Friday. It was just to let them know, you know, look, we're nearly there, but we're not there yet. So let's not let's not take this for granted. Let's cover up and also, you know, let's keep the the place, the hygiene, and so on, and stay on top of it. And to be honest with you, I don't. 
our industry, a lot of people did, did, uh, didn't realize or take us for granted, our industry, but even in a, a normal situation before COVID, we'd wash our hands two or three times within each visit of every client. So the hygiene thing wasn't an issue for us because it's, you know, it's part of our daily occurrence, but we just have to stay on top of it at the same time. We make sure that we're just not getting too lax because obviously you've seen the images over the weekend, people, mass gatherings and all that stuff again. So we just got to stay on top of it until we get our vaccinations and hopefully, uh, you know, it's the, the rest of the year, it will be uh, much, much safer and we can kind of get back to normal as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, day by day is probably the approach. But look, the best to look, uh, Dylan Bradshaw, their owner and creative director of Dylan Bradshaw Salons, back open tomorrow. Uh, best to look with all of that, Dylan. Sarah Kenny of Kenny's Bookstore in Galway is also on the line. Sarah, good morning to you. Good morning, Susan. So Sarah, tell us what's happening for Kenny's Bookstore in Galway tomorrow. You are click and collect for the next week, but then you will be opening up the following week. Exactly. So we're able to resume click and collect services for customers from tomorrow so they can order for click and collect with us from Monday on our website or by phone or email orders. And then exactly Monday week, the 17th of May, ourselves, along with all other non-essential retail across the country, will be reopening the bookshop. So we're very much looking forward to it. It'll be our first time open since the very end of last year. And we're excited to have the customers back and the doors open again we've uh, had people coming to the door uh, nearly on a daily basis over the past few months knocking and seeing could they come in and we've had to say look we're sorry but we're not able to let you in just yet so the consumer is very much eager and excited to get back to their local bookshop and their local library we've heard so much from customers um, all the way through all of the lockdowns how much they miss being in their bookshops so we're very much looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, I mean, a bookshop, I guess, to me, it's it's a little bit like a hairdresser's in the sense that not only do you go there to do what you want to do, but it's quite there's quite a lot of social interaction in a bookshop. You know, you would talk usually, especially with an independent bookstore like yourself, you would talk, look for recommendations. There's something lovely about browsing in a bookshop and I think it's something that people have really, really missed and I would imagine you're going yeah. to be very busy when you do allow people through the door again. Yeah. Yes, I I hope so. And I think, yes, you're right. And it's a place, a bookshop is a place for people of all ages. So it's everything from, Mm. you know, young children to elderly to, um, you know, college students. You know, we we get customers of all age groups and who all love their bookshop for the same reasons. It's that sense of being able to go in and just browse and kind of get lost in the store for you know such a long time on up and down the aisles in the different sections meeting other customers in the shop uh, chatting to staff um about the weather and about how life is and and what business has been like and also for recommendations so it's been it's been great um for us as well while the bookshop is closed we've been fortunate to be able to continue to sell online and to process and ship out online orders so our staff has been coming to work all the way through the pandemic we've been able to continue operating and getting books out to people through online orders which has been so important uh, book sales have, have been on the rise and books have shown to be products that have been really important for people uh, during the pandemic um, yeah, hu- for, hugely important I mean I think well, yeah. I know I certainly have never read as much as I've read in the last 15 months and that is yeah. for sure um, Sarah just yeah. tell me what can people People expect then I know it'll be click and collect tomorrow but the following week when people come along to Kenny's bookstore you know what protocols are in place will, will it be different will you have to limit the amount of people in at one time or what's the plan 
So, yes, we'll have, um, customers are obviously obliged to wear masks in store. We have hand sanitizers um, around the shop and we are fortunate that Irish, we have quite a lot of space um, in the bookshop so we can do social distancing um, quite safely. So um, if the store gets particularly busy, we can uh, certainly limit the number that we're allowed to have in at once. But um, we've also spent a lot of time over the past few months revamping the offering that's in the shop, actually. And we've gotten in a huge new array of new books and bestsellers and new releases. And we've been doing up the shop and moving sections around. And uh, we've really got a lot of, of good new stock there um, for people to come and have a browse of, as well as all of our uh, traditional secondhand books. So we're excited for people to come in and see that and have oh, a browse. Absolutely. Well, best of luck with it, uh, Sarah Kenny of Kenny's Bookstore in Galway there. And Dr. Patrick Green, CEO and Muse- Museum Director of EPIC, the Irish Emigration Museum, is also on the line. Patrick, good morning. Good morning, Susan. So we finally don't have to just go on our walk anymore. We can actually go and do different things like visit libraries and visit museums. Tell us how your plans are in place for the reopening. Uh, we are so relieved to be in a position that from tomorrow onwards, we can actually welcome people into the museum. We've had a very busy online presence, but there's nothing like, you know, the personal contact that people get from visiting Epic, where they discover lots of lots and lots about how Irish people have left Ireland and made a mark throughout the world. And um, it's an exciting story and it's a story which uh, people respond to. So um, so one of the things we've done is um, adhere to Foilshire. Foilshire have a safety charter and so we follow that to the letter to make sure that it's a perfectly safe experience for everybody, including our staff, of course. And um, and is validated by uh, the the you know Ireland's main tourism organisation. The museum, uh, Patrick, is very you know interactive, really interactive museum. So so will that still be on offer to visitors, or how do you sort of mitigate against people touching everything and walking around the place? Yeah, you you might wonder, as you obviously do, um, how a hands-on museum can still provide the same experience. Well, it can, and that is because as visitors come in. They get a stylus, which is like a little pen, and they use that to touch the screens. So there's no hands-on on the screens, but you get all the different experiences that that Epic offers uh, by using the stylus. So, um, you know, it's a case of uh, during this these pandemic uh, lockdowns, uh, we've experimented and we've found that um, we can provide a really good experience for people. Yeah, Partly absolutely. That it, all about adapting. Yeah. So many businesses have had to adapt, but they have found a way of doing what they used to do, but doing it in a different way as such. That's right. And a lot of the things which we've discovered that we can do, we will carry on doing. So um, we do lecture programs, for example, and talks and things like that. And previously, you know, we would get 25, 30 people into a room at the museum. We've had people, we've had um, sessions going up to 500 people. And not just in Ireland. These are people from all over the world. So, um, and then things like uh, online retail, as most organisations have found ways of selling. Again, it's not just in Ireland. Mm. We sell all over the world. You, you obviously will have that lack of foreign visitors, though. That, that must be a big impact for your business, like physically for tourists here. It's a big, it's a big impact because 75% of our visitors uh, hitherto have been from overseas. Uh, so we have a passionate following from people in Ireland, 
but uh, we will really miss our international mm. visitors. And that'll take a while to come back, of course. Uh, just finally, Patrick, then, can people buy a ticket at the door or do we need to pre-book these tickets to get into the museum? It's best to pre-book because what we're doing is we're selling slots um, so that people can actually choose what time they want to come and be guaranteed uh, a visit which isn't crowded. Um, so so if they go onto our website, which is very easy to find, just put EPIC uh, museum into Google or other search engines and you'll find uh, the route to online booking. OK, well, look, the best of luck with it. Uh, we hope it all goes well. Dr. Patrick Green, CEO and Museum Director of EPIC, the Irish Emigration Museum. Let me know what your plans are for this week. I have a private appointment in Pennies to go shopping in the morning at 10 o'clock. Getting my hair done finally on Tuesday and I'm getting my nails done on Thursday so I'm going to be like a new woman by Friday so let me know what are your plans for this week (laughs) 